the eighth parak of the halachas of Tefillin, Mezuzah, and Sefer Torah. Today will be a little shorter because the latter section of this just goes over which of the lines are Ptuchas and which of the lines are Stumas, and the only way to do that is just to read it. So I'm not going to do that, uh, but uh, I encourage everyone uh, in their own time to open up the Rambam and take a look at that section. Otherwise, what this section does is it defines Psucha and Stuma and discusses how they're used. So this is important, obviously. Halacha Aleph discusses the two ways in which we can make a Psucha. Recall that a Psucha is when, at the end of a Pusik, the line ends and the next Pusik begins on the next line. So that's easy enough to do if the Pusik ends in the middle of a column, and so then there's a space left, and then the next Pusik starts in the next column. But what happens when, the way the Sefer is written it, the end of the Pusik is towards the end of the line. It won't be clear if one starts the next line with the next Pusik that there's a Psucha. So if that happens, the Sefer should leave the next line completely empty and then begin writing on the following line. So it's clear that there's a Psucha. The second Halacha discusses the same issue with respect to Astuma. Recall that Astuma is when after a Pusik there is a gap in the line, but the, the next Pusik begins on the same line. Here we have a similar thing. It's easy enough if the last Pusik ends at the beginning of a line, so then there's enough room to leave a space before then starting the next Pusik on the same line. But what happens if the end of the Pusik is towards the end of the line? Then, if one starts off at the beginning of the next line, it won't be clear that there's a Stuma. So what is done in that case, whether it's at the very end of the line or a little bit close to the end of the line, but not exactly at the end of the line, we do the same thing, which is we leave a space at the beginning of the next line and start the next Pusik towards the middle of the next line. The third halacha tells us that while one can correct the Sefer Torah if there's a missing letter or if there's too many letters, it's different if there's a problem with a psucha or a stuma. Similarly, if uh, one writes the, the song, like Shir Sayyam, incorrectly, that, like the psucha and the stuma, cannot be corrected. Rather, the entire column must be removed and rewritten. And that's it. Uh, the fourth halacha begins an explanation uh, in which Rambam states that he's seen a lot of different confusions about the matters of which are w- what sections are psuches and which sections are stumais, and so therefore he checked a special Sefer Torah that has been known to be accurate and has been kept for many, many years. It was written by Ben Asher, uh, and, um, and he relies on this, like many other people do, to determine where the, the proper psuches and stumais are. He then lists the proper psuches and stumais. He also writes out the Shira of Hazinu and the Shira Sayyam in such a way as to make it clear which words go where and where the spaces should be.